questions, for those who don't know my story, I was kicked out of Korea in May 2017. I worked for a school that was found to be operating illegally, which in turn made my visa and all my coworkers' visas illegal. To make matters worse, my coworkers and I were coerced by Korean immigration officials to sign documents in Korean saying that we would leave the country in 30 days. These documents also said that we'd be banned from visiting Korea for one year and said a black mark would be put on our immigration records. I was in complete shock. Until that point, I was convinced God had called me to live and work in Korea indefinitely. Why was I suddenly being kicked out? Wasn't I faithfully serving in church and in my workplace? So surely I deserved better. Why was I being punished when my school was at fault? I didn't know how to process what was going on. When I arrived back at my home of the United States, I was devastated. I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, and I began having nightmares. Uh, my parents would often come home from work and ask, have you eaten today? And my answer was often, no. I started losing weight from lack of sleep and from not eating regularly. The grief of losing Korea was almost more than I could take. I didn't want to die, but I didn't know how to live either. Deep down, I wish that all of this was just a horrible dream and I'd wake up in my bed in Korea. And then I had what I call a prayer and a parking lot moment. One day, my parents sat me down and said, Kristen, you're really angry and you need to deal with it. And you know when your parents sit you down and say something like that that's like really serious. Um, so soon after, I took my mom's car to a parking lot late one evening. And until that point, I wasn't praying at all because I didn't know how to pray. As I started talking out loud in the car, all the anger came up, and I screamed every four-letter word that I knew at God. The screaming lasted for an hour, and over the course of my prayer, I accused God of robbing me of my church, my job, my roommates, my friends, my calling, and even potential dating prospects. Yes. I told God how I felt like he had tricked me and betrayed me. If there was ever a time that I thought God would strike me dead with lightning, it would be then. Um, but he didn't strike me with lightning, quite the opposite. God's peaceful presence filled the car, and I started sobbing. And I felt a small voice say, I know. A few days after the prayer in the parking lot, I was just overwhelmed with gratitude toward God. As Hebrews 4 says, well, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace in a time of need. This verse became so real to me. And for the first time in a while, I was so thankful that I was saved and had a relationship with God. From that encounter with God, I was confident that I had a friend who loved me and understood me and was there for me through and through. The loss of Korea still hurt, but it hurt a little less knowing God was with me. 
fast forward, uh, I applied for my Australian work and holiday visa. And even though I provided you know, all the explicit details about why I was legally removed from Korea, I got my visa. However, let me be honest, I wasn't excited about coming to Melbourne. I knew the visa was a product of God's miraculous provision. However, I was still so wrapped up in my grief over losing Korea that I wasn't looking forward to moving to Melbourne. Uh, I was excited about getting to be a part of another new Philly community and living with Stephanie, but I wasn't excited about having to start life all over again in a new country. After settling into Melbourne and starting part-time work, I began seriously praying about what the next step in my life would be. At the end of last year, I was in the midst of a court case against Korean immigration. If we won the case, that would mean I'd be, I would be able to return to Korea with a clear immigration record. But near the end of 2017, it became clear that I probably wouldn't win. Trusting God felt like a tug of war, and my soul was in turmoil. I felt as if my last glimmer of hope for returning to Korea was slipping through my fingers, and I was powerless to do anything about it. As I began praying through my next steps, I felt the Lord lead me to Philippians 4.6, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. This verse stuck out to me, struck me to the core. I knew I was presenting my petitions, but I definitely wasn't practicing thanksgiving. So I told myself, okay, I'm going to take time every night before I go to bed and say three things that I'm thankful for out loud. As I, did, as I did this over the next few weeks, my perspective began to shift. I began to realize that Melbourne is an amazing city, and I'm so blessed to be able to live here. I spent my free time exploring the city, spending time with friends, and rediscovering my hobbies. I also began to realize that I actually idolized my life in Korea. And if I'm honest with myself, I loved it more than I loved God. Although my original intentions of moving to Korea may have been pure, to help build the church, to create the nation of Korea, etc., etc., somewhere along the way, my motives shifted, and my life in Korea became my source of identity and purpose. This is why losing Korea was so devastating for me. When I realized I probably wasn't returning to Korea, I began applying for jobs in Melbourne so I could continue to be a part of this community, Newfield Melbourne. By the middle of December 2017, I had applied for over 40 teaching jobs, sat in on two interviews, and had no job prospects. Job prospects. Since the school year starts in January, I knew that if I didn't find a job by December, then I would have to return to the States. At that point, I had learned to let go and trust God. I knew that if I had to return to the States, God would be with me, He would bless me, and He would provide me with new opportunities. My third and final interview was just three days before the end of the school year. Before the interview, I told God, I'm okay if I get a job, and I'm okay if I don't. I trust you regardless of what happens. And I meant it. Later that day, after the interview, I got a call from the principal saying that they wanted to offer me a job and that they wanted to sponsor my visa, which is amazing. But there's more. Um, I began my new teaching job, teaching job at the beginning of this year, and it's been amazing. Uh, when I was applying for jobs, I actually made a list of what I wanted in my next school, and I prayed about it. And this school meets everything on my list that I prayed for. 
It's been an incredibly healing experience working at the school. And I'm excited to announce that about three weeks ago, I received my new Australian working visa. Yay! Um, so now I'm able to live and work in Melbourne until the middle of uh, 2020, July. So that's two more years. Uh, procuring this visa has been a grueling process, and this is on grueling, while simultaneously dealing with the stress of a new work environment. But as I waited for my visa to come through, I made it a point to practice thankfulness so that I would wait with hope and not in fear. As I practice thankfulness, I don't dismiss the grief or the loss I've experienced. It's important to fully embrace the grieving process. However, by choosing to be thankful, I'm also choosing not to let loss become the focus of my life. After the first week of practicing thankfulness, I experienced the power of Thanksgiving and began to sleep through the night in just one week. Thankfulness has been essential in helping me break free from paralyzing, anxious thoughts and depression. As Philippians 4, 7 says, as we practice Thanksgiving in our prayers, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Thanksgiving reminds me that I'm not the center of the universe. It reminds me that I didn't bring all these blessings into my life. Someone much bigger than me brought all these blessings into my life, and I don't deserve them. Through my prayers of thanksgiving and petition, God keeps bringing me back to this. My Christian walk is not about what country I'm in, what church I'm with, what career I'm pursuing. His desire and his purpose for my life is that I would live out the word of God. And this is what pleases the Lord. Thank you.